you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. All right, I have a fun story for you today. Are you ready? I'm not sure if you are. (laughs) I am excited to share this story with you, and I promise you it has something to do with direct sales, so stick with me. I guarantee you'll be entertained, but stick with me to the end, and you'll find out exactly why I am sharing the story today of the best date day that my husband and I ever had. Okay, so my husband and I are celebrating 11 years of marriage this coming weekend. I am so thankful for him and for his support. He's been on the show. You guys have heard from him. I talk about him a lot in episodes and I'm just, again, so grateful for his support. He's the best. Love you, honey. He listens to most episodes, so he'll probably listen to this. One. I'm sure he'll listen to this one when he sees the title. <laughs> But I am here to share with you the best day we have ever had in our marriage. It was so fun. I mean, and we've had a, we've had a wedding day. We've had the birth of our children. It was honestly probably, I mean, it was right up there with those days. It, <laughs> it was the greatest day ever. Okay, let's get to it. So five years ago, I was pregnant with our youngest child. She is now four years old. And we decided to go on a trip, just the two of us before we added another baby to the mix and we decided to go on a trip to California. We had never been there. So we decided let's go to San Diego. Be so fun. Let's check out. Let's check it out. So we planned a trip to California and while planning the trip, I realized, oh my goodness, we are going to be just two hours from Los Angeles. And as we know, that is where they film many game shows. And so knowing that I was going to be so close to where they film my very favorite game show, which is, of course, The Price is Right. I mean, it's America's favorite game show, right? It's I think it is the longest running game show in television history, but it is it is truly the best ever. I grew up watching it. I love watching it. It's a it's a fabulous fabulous show. I remember being, you know, pregnant and on maternity leave and watching it and bawling my eyes out because I was so happy for the winners. Oh man, so many hormones, but it is, it's a great show, right? It's so, it's so exciting. You get caught up in all the excitement, watching people win prizes. You're so invested in these stories of these people. And, you know, you just, you think in your head like, man, I would love to do that someday. So, in planning this trip to California, that was my, that was at the top of my to-do list. Like, man, I want to go to The Price is Right so bad. Like, that is number one on my list of things to do. Now, like I said, this was five years ago, so I don't know what the process is right now, but five years ago when we went, 
it was, it's free to go to the taping. You just have to reserve tickets. And so I reserved our tickets and I, my husband came home and I told him, guess what? When we go to California on our vacation, we are going to The Price is Right. He's like, cool, all right, cool. But he does not have the emotional attachment to the show like I did. To me, it was like, this is going to be the best day ever. And I even told him, I said, I want to, my goal is to get on stage. Like, I want to be up on stage. I want to make that happen. Like, let's make that happen. He's like, sure, if that's your dream, honey, okay, let's make that happen. So we, you know, I'm getting excited as the trip gets closer. And again, he's not one, you know, he knows what the price is right is. And he had watched some episodes, but he wasn't truly invested like I was. So we get to California, having a great time. And the day approaches that we have tickets for our taping. And the night before, (laughs) I was, because again, my goal was, like, I wasn't just going to go to the taping. Like, I wanted to go to the taping and get on contestants row. So we are, we're, I'm prepping. I'm literally prepping the night before. We were watching YouTube videos of different clips of The Price is Right just to get familiar with all the games and things. And we're watching, you know, people win, people lose. It's It was really fun. We had a great time. We came across a couple of videos of people who had been chosen to be on the show. So we were like, OK, let's watch these because they'll give us some great tips. And as we're watching these videos of these people telling their stories of how they were chosen to be contestants on The Price is Right, something inside him <laughs> is growing. <laughs> a passionate desire to be on that stage is growing inside of him. And I was getting so annoyed. He's like, I, I think I want to go on. I think I want to be the one to be picked. And I was like, you have got to be kidding. Again, I'm pregnant. I'm like six months pregnant or something. That is my dream. I want to be on stage. And he's like, no, I really think that I can do this. And those of you who know him, you know he's a little competitive. Well, not a little. He's a lot competitive. And he is, if you if you give him a goal, he's going to hit it. And he's not going to stop until he hits it. And so he saw this carrot dangling in front of him as, you know, just this thing that he could accomplish, <laughs> this life goal that he could accomplish. So he, video by video, he's like, no, I'm going on stage. And I'm like, you're ruining my life. You know, <laughs> I was, but then at, by the end of the night, I'm like, okay, it makes way more sense for you to go on stage. Okay, let's get you on there. Like that was our goal. So, I mean, we are ready. We are ready for the day. We had the perfect shirts. Oh boy. I'm almost a little nervous to tell you what the shirts said because in just regular life context, <laughs> They're a little bit risque, a little bit maybe offensive. I don't know. But in the context of The Price is Right, they make so much sense. So if you know anything about The Price is Right, you know that Bob Barker is a very strong animal rights activist. He's very big into that into that scene. And at the end of every single show, he says what? Don't forget to get your pet spayed or neutered help control the pet population, right? That's He says that every single episode, it's like ingrained in my brain. Like I know that's what he says. And when he passed the show onto Drew Carey, he said, okay, you have to, you still have to continue this tradition of saying this at the end of every episode. So this is part of every episode. So that's the background. That's the context. <laughs> so we had shirts made 
and even Brad was my husband was like, "Are you sh- are you sure we should wear these? I'm not sure if these are if these are acceptable." <laughs> and okay, so they said again, "I'm pregnant with our final child." Like we knew, like this was it. I, we're done after this. And so our shirts said, "We're getting spayed and neutered after this one." <laughs> Again, I feel a little weird telling you guys this on on a podcast because who knows who's going to listen. Please don't be offended. It was completely within the context of the show. And they were a huge hit. Like everybody was loving the shirts. So <laughs> it was totally worth it. But again, I wouldn't wear that out and about to my, you know, weekly grocery shopping trip. So <laughs> to just know that. So we had the perfect shirts. We had a game plan. Like we're going to get Brad on stage. Like this is going to happen. We know it. And so, I mean, it was a really fun experience from start to finish. So we're driving there. We get to L.A. We park where we're supposed to. We go wait in line. You know, we show them our tickets. We get our little badges. We were number 48 and 49. There's another thing, too. There's only, I think it's 300 people in the audience, in the studio audience. These studios are a lot smaller than they appear on TV because you're watching the show. I mean, there's like thousands, it seems like thousands of people in the audience, but it's a pretty small studio. And so we get in line, you know, we're in there and you might think by just watching the show, like if you're just a regular watcher of the show, it might appear that contestants are randomly chosen because of how the camera goes and people are cheering and everything. You you feel as if it's just randomly chosen. That is 100% not the case. And it has been said by the producer of the show that if they did just choose names at random, this show would have been canceled decades ago. And it's true because they are looking for the perfect person to be on that stage. And they do that throughout the waiting process for the show. And we knew this. We knew that we were going to be there for, I think it was around six hours or so. Like you're there for a while, six to eight hours. I can't remember how long we were there, but it was a it was a full day thing. So we knew that going in and we knew that the selection process happened before getting into the studio into the actual taping. And so we were like, we were ready for that, right? And it was so funny as we were waiting, any person that came along, you know, the person that's writing our names on our name tag. I mean, that's a really cool thing too. It's so surreal to watch them write your name on your Price is Right name tag. Seriously, so iconic. I still have mine. I should, I'll share a picture of it in the, on my Instagram stories, but we got our name on the name tag. And of course my husband, he is just, <laughs> He is just hamming it up for each and every person that passes by because he isn't sure who's the like, who, are they like secret plants trying to figure out who's the best person for the show? So, you know, we're just having a great time. It was such a fun day. It was a very long day, but it was so fun. You get to know people around you, you know, you chat with them or whatever, get to know them. And I remember the the guy next to me, he's like, oh, I'm just here because my daughter, it's her birthday and this is what she wanted to do. So here we are. I don't want, I don't want to go on stage. I don't want to get up there. Like, I just want to be here. You know, I'm just here with them or whatever. And then there's people like my husband who are like, I am getting on that stage. So throughout the process, you know, we're snaking through this huge long line and having a great time. They show you clips of the show, like on TVs throughout the whole thing. So you are just like amped up. And so you get to this one section of the line where they take you in groups of like 20 to 30 people and they line you up. And this is where this is like your time to shine. You guys, I'm sharing with you like behind the scenes secrets in case you ever go go to The Price is Right. So 
they take you in and they line you up like 20 to 30, like groups of like 20 to 30 or so. And they line you up and there is a man. His name is Stan, Stan the man. And he is still the, I think he's the co-producer technically, but he's still the the guy, right? Okay, so you line up in this line and Stan goes person by person in this line of people and he asks you a couple questions. He says, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? Okay, so he's going through like boom, 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 like rapid fire questioning and he's moving at a really, I mean, again, there's 300 people. He's getting through these groups like pretty quickly and he is, he has the most important job, definitely the most important job of the whole day. And so he's going through asking questions. And this is the point in the process where you are, you. this is like, this is it. This is your chance to be on The Price is Right. So he is going down the line. So I'm super nervous. Like we know that this is, this is it. Like this is the chance that we have. So we are standing there. We're nervous. We kind of had, you know, rift like things we were going to say and everything. So he gets to us. He looks at our shirts. <laughs> And he was, again, because they're very contextual to The Price is Right. And he starts asking us the questions, you know, what's your name? What do you do? Where are you from? All that stuff. So he gets to to me and I, you know, I tried being fun and sweet, you know, but I was nervous. So, OK. So they moves on to Brad, my husband, who truly steals the spotlight <laughs> anywhere we go in a good way, in a really good way. But he he asks him what he does. And my husband is an electrical lineman. And so I, this kind of like, he was like, oh, really? Have you ever been electrocuted? And Brad, without missing a beat, was like, yeah, twice. You want to see? And he like pulls up his shirt, but he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, he just, the I mean, Stan, his face, he was like hooked. <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. He was like in it and he was so invested. So then he kind of stayed on Brad. He asked him a couple more things and then, you know, they laughed and stuff and he was hamming it up, of course. And then he moved on to the next person. So we get through that stage of the process and I, in my heart, I was like, oh my goodness, that went really, really, really well. Like, wow. Okay. Hmm. Oh, like that was, that was actually really good. So we continue to snake through this line, this process. And again, they're just hyping us up with video after video of previous episodes and different games and people winning. And it's just, it's really exciting. The excitement was truly palpable. You could really feel it in the air. It was so fun. It was a really fun experience right from the start. So we are getting up to the door where they're letting people into the studio. And I mean, this is it. We're like going in (laughs) and we are moving up in the line. People are filing in. They're telling everybody, okay, just file in, find a spot, you know, go to the middle of the aisle, fill in every seat, giving instructions. Okay. So we get up to the door. It's our turn to go in and sit down. And as we are walking up to the door, out of nowhere, an assistant comes up to the side of us and she says you guys can come with me and Brad said he didn't think anything of it but I my antenna was so in tune to literally every little detail going on that I was just oh my goodness oh my goodness what's going on what's happening so this usher comes and takes us and she leads us down a little closer towards the front but again We were towards the front of the line, so we were some of the first few to get into the studio. So 
I could see how they were just maybe trying to file people into different spots or whatever, but something inside me was like, oh my goodness, this could be, this could be telling. So she leads us down near the front. There is a spot that has two seats on the end and they have like a little piece of tape over the seats and she takes the tape off and sits us down and inside my heart is pounding out of my chest and it's getting really exciting everyone's filing into the studio and they're hyping everybody up they're telling us what to do you know you cheer super loud and Drew Carey came out and was so nice and he introduced himself and he chatted with us and got to know us a little bit and they they really prepped us on what was going to happen after the cameras started rolling and that is that it, we just needed to go crazy cheer as loud as we could and they also warned us that we would not be able to hear anything while people were cheering and they were so right once those cameras rolled started rolling you could not hear a thing so they had cue cards with the names of the contestants that they were announcing on them. So you just had to pay attention to the stage and they would have, if your name was being called, they would have it on a cue card and you'd be able to see it. You most likely would not be able to hear it. Okay, so cameras are rolling, people are screaming, going nuts. And I heard Brad Spies come on down. It was the most insane I distinctly remember hearing it. It was just the most insane moment ever. And uh, well, our last name, of course, is Spies, but it gets mispronounced all the time. So, I mean, we answer to both, right? So I hear Brad Spies. He didn't hear it, but he did see it on the cue card. And we both turn to each other and we're screaming and yelling and jumping up and down. So he runs up to the front to the contestants row. And he's sitting there and round after round, he is way off on his bids. Oh my goodness. I (laughs) wanted to wring his neck. I'm like, that is, oh, that's so, it's way off. Anybody who's watched the show more than one time would know that. So I'm sitting in there like, what if he goes through the entire show and never gets on stage because he doesn't know the prices of things and doesn't know what to bid on contestants, bro. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. And of course, like I'm way far away from him. I can't like coach him or I can't run up there. And it was, it was so, so surreal to be there and to be sitting there. So we go through the show and finally there is an espresso machine and he bid the closest bid to that espresso machine. And so he gets up on stage, he does this handstand and... (laughs) Drew Carey was so impressed <laughs> and he's he's hamming it up up there he's having a great time and Drew reveals the game which is flip or flop which if you've watched at least a few prices right episodes in your life you've seen this game it's a really common game I see it all the time on there and I was feeling good I'm like yeah okay great I know this game Okay, we have a really good chance. And then they announced our prize, which was an eight-day all-inclusive trip to St. Lucia. Oh, my word. Talk about pressure. So Drew explains the rules, and Brad, thankfully, because he's a very smart man, (laughs) he turned to me and looked at me kind of like, what I, what should I do? So I kind of coached him. We did a lot of hand signaling back and forth and a lot of head nodding and like, yes, pointing and on all that. So we really had really great teamwork in that moment. But he gave his final answer. He said, okay, this is, yep, this is my final answer. So Drew said, okay, hit that button. See if you won that all-inclusive trip to St. Lucia. He hits the button. It lights up. Ding, 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 ding. And Brad is going crazy. I'm going crazy. I'm jumping up and down. 
I mean, I probably either could have wet my pants or gone into labor. I don't know. I felt just the most surreal feeling. Oh my goodness. My husband just won a free trip for us on The Price is Right. Like what is happening right now? So that was, it was so much fun. We got through with the taping. Spoiler alert, he did not do very well in the, in the big wheel, spinning the big wheel. He actually did really bad. In that. And that was a bummer, but that's okay. The show was so fun and we stayed afterwards, signed a bunch of paperwork and including a non-disclosure agreement, except we came home and told everybody, but that's all right. We ended up about a year later going to St. Lucia on, yes, an all-inclusive vacation. It was so wonderful. I still, we still talk about, you know, what was your favorite vacation? That is almost always my answer is St. Lucia because it was free. It was so fun. It was fun to explore a new place and to just know that it was something that was tied to probably one of our most fun dates ever. I mean, how can you top that? Winning a free trip on The Price is Right, there is no topping that. So that, my friends, is our Price is Right experience. And maybe someday we've talked about doing a YouTube video about our experience so that other people in the future who are in the same situation we were in, you know, just searching for different tips on how to get chosen for the show, we thought it'd be fun someday to share experience and post it to YouTube. So we'll see if that ever comes to be. But here we are. There's at least a podcast episode about it, right? So here is how I am tying this back to direct sales. I told you if you stuck with me and listened to the end, there would definitely be a tie to direct sales. So here it is. All right. So we hear a lot of times, I know that sometimes it's really hard to know what to say to somebody when they tell you, okay, direct sales and direct sellers, 99.9% of people that go into direct sales, they either don't make money or they lose money or it's, it's always something to that effect, right? We've all heard that argument. I can tell you that I have skimmed over those FTC reports and the companies that they pull those statistics from are ones that, you know, you have to have a high inventory on hand or ones that are only concentrating on the recruiting portion of the business versus the products. And so it's, yes, while I can, you know, I'm not disagreeing, I'm not saying that these reports are completely untrue, but if you look at the whole picture and you look at the companies that they are pulling these stats from and you look at these reports, you can tell that it's it it's not an accurate picture of the industry overall. So a lot of times when I hear that argument, which is valid that a lot of people that join direct sales either don't make money or they lose money, I have a hard time just like, okay, yeah, you're right. Because if you look at the bigger picture, you know that's not a fully accurate story. My response when somebody says that is, and this is something that you can use if you would like to, but my response to that is not everybody joins direct sales to make money. So let's go back to the price is right, right? So for easy, easy math, (laughs) let's say there are 300 audience members. And let's say for the episode that we were on, there were, let's just say five winners. I don't remember how many were that day. I'd have to watch the episode again. And let's just say there were five winners that day. And that's being pretty generous. There aren't always a lot of winners. Like some days you watch it and you're like, man, that was kind of a bummer of an episode. Nobody won, you know? So 
not everybody that gets chosen for contestants row gets on stage and not everybody that gets on stage wins a prize. So if let's say that particular episode, there were five winners and 300 audience members, that is 0.02% of the audience that came away a winner. So that is a fact, right? That 0.02% of the audience was a winner. But let's say you were to perform an exit interview for every single person coming out of that studio that day. Do you think that 99.98% of those people would say, man, that was such a bummer. I did not enjoy my day here at The Price is Right. It was horrible. I didn't win. I just had a crappy experience. I'll never do this again. I will tell all my friends, do not go to The Price is Right. You only have 0.02% chance of winning. No, I guarantee you that 99.98% of those people will tell you, I had the best day. It was so fun. There was so much energy. This one guy, he was crazy. He did a handstand on stage. Him and his wife went a trip to St. Lucia. It was so fun to watch that. I loved it. I would totally go back again. It was so fun. Wouldn't you agree that you could almost guarantee that pretty much everybody in the audience had a positive experience that day? Now, hear me when I say I'm not saying that everybody that joins a direct sales business should go in knowing like, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll make money, maybe I won't. It's not completely random. Like it's not drawing a name out of a hat of who who wins and who doesn't. And I mean, even the price is right is not like that. It's very intentional. Those that put in the work of doing the research and figuring out how exactly to get on stage you know, I, I feel like that really contributed to our success. We spent the time, I mean, it wasn't that much time, but we spent the time researching and figuring out and ensuring our success the day of the show. And we could have researched and researched and researched and gotten to the interview portion of the line and totally botched it and froze up and didn't speak and we wouldn't have made it on. So it's not a guarantee that you're you're putting in the work and you're guaranteed to get in. But I'm saying that if you are putting in the work and you are making it count and you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and moving the needle forward, you are gonna find success. But I want to also point out that when people tell you, well, 99.9% of people don't make money or lose money in this industry, you can tell them with full confidence that not everybody joins direct sales to make money. That is not the only motivating factor for joining a direct sales company, right? So the man next to me in line who told me straight up that he did not want to be on stage, that he was just there because it was his daughter's birthday, like he had a great day. He had a great time. He had fun. He enjoyed the day with his family and he enjoyed getting to know other people and he enjoyed the excitement and he enjoyed the energy, but he did not go into it with the desire to be on stage to win the prizes himself. And I know that probably everybody listening understands that this is one of the greatest, most flexible industries you can be involved in and you do have the actual real opportunity to make substantial income for your family. But... When people tell you, well, you shouldn't do that because you probably won't make money, you can tell them, first of all, not everybody's in it for the money. Second of all, (laughs) what is wrong with having a positive experience and getting a discount on products that I already love? 
That's just like telling somebody, well, you should not go to that free taping of The Price is Right because you're probably not going to win. Okay, but what if I do? What if I do get on stage and I do win? And even if I don't, what if I have an awesome time and have the best day ever? (laughs) Wouldn't that be worth going? So I want to just encourage you with that because I think that sometimes that does get discouraging to hear that over and over and over again because you really can't, I mean, you cannot argue with facts, but looking at those facts, it does not paint an accurate picture because people don't always join direct sales for monetary purposes only. I hope that encourages you today. I hope that it gives you some talking points when somebody brings up that tidbit of information that they love to throw out there when talking negatively about direct sales. It might be the experience of some, but it is not the experience of all. And we should really try to normalize the experiences of direct sellers who aren't making six figures, the ones who are making three and four figures and are helping their families in a small but mighty way. Let's celebrate people like that guy next to me in line who went into the day knowing he wasn't going to be winning cars on stage. He knew that he was going into the day to have a fun and positive experience with his family. We went into that day knowing that one of us was going to be on stage. We were very confident in that fact. On the other hand, most people going into that taping that day knew that they weren't going to win a prize or be on stage or get told to come on down, but they still showed up. They still stood in line. They still wore the crazy shirts and held up the crazy signs and they cheered and they clapped and they were so excited when other people won. And no matter what our motivations were that day for showing up, to CBS Studios in Los Angeles for that taping of The Price is Right, I can confidently say that each and every person in that studio audience had the best day ever. Thank you for listening in to my retelling of our journey on The Price is Right. If you have a friend in direct sales, feel free to share this episode with them, or maybe you have a friend that just loves The Price is Right. They might like this episode too. Also, follow me over at Directly Different Podcast on Instagram. I will try to share some memories and photos from our day on The Price is Right. And if you would be so kind, I would appreciate it so much if you would take just a quick second to rate and review the podcast. This helps Directly Different reach more and more people. Thank you so much for all of your support and thanks for listening. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing, if you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent@gmail.com, at gmail.com and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks guys.